And welcome back, fourth and long fits. It's your footy correspondent, Coach Donnie Hess, here back with another off season supporter series chat. And as I said, I am trying to talk to more state league teams. So this is going to be another state league chat. So let's hop right into it. Justin is joining me today from Adelaide, South Australia. Justin, thank you for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. All righty, all righty. Before we get into the footy, which is what we are here to talk about, I like to know just the tiniest bit about the person that I'm chatting with outside of the game of footy. So if you want just a little quick, a little bit tidbit about yourself outside of the game of football. Yeah, so um, I'm a bit of a techie. I run my own website, dabble in scripting and Linux and uh, free open source software. And uh, other than that, I basically try to you know, join my downtime with friends, family, uh, go to the football as much as I possibly can. Uh, I'm actually hoping with work because I work so much as well, easily 60 hours a week. So it's a lot hard to find, um, you know, spare time. So I'm hoping to change my roster on the weekends to actually go to more games because I've always buy a season pass. Um, but I always try to make at least 10 games a year. So trying to get those days off is sometimes a bit hard with work. Uh, wait, <laughs> I wonder. Wanted- 100% understand. I understand the grind on that one. <laughs> yeah. And I also do a podcast as well, um, which we'll get into a little bit later as well. And that's out of my spare time. So I also do another one as well, um, which is only just a couple of episodes. It's um, by Natter as well. So that's like, as you can see, Bayern Munich fans. So I just wanted a very laid back chat podcast, you know, nothing like weekly or anything like that, because there's a couple of other podcasts that do English Bayern uh, podcasts as well. Um but yeah, anything tech, I love it. Uh, I both use Android and iOS basically every day as well. <laughs> uh, so I'm a bit of a nerd as well, hence the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, embrace but, uh, embrace who you are. Embrace who you are. Absolutely that's love it. it. I absolutely love it. So let's jump into it. Like I said, we're here to talk some footy. We're here to talk football. And again, SA is football mad. So let's hop into it. What is your favorite thing about the sport of footy? Favorite thing about the sport of footy, it's got to be the atmosphere. And uh, I haven't gone to many AFL games because normally my work is directly correlated with that. So it's hard to get days off for the AFL. But being in Adelaide and obviously growing up, you know, seeing the SANFL on TV uh, before the AFL really came about, um, it's got to be the atmosphere completely. Um, Also, you feel like if you go to the right club as well, and it almost feels like a second home, you know, um, you know, and you look out for one another, it's a real friendly, family, friendly environment. And, uh, you know, this it's forever changing. The dynamics have changed ever since I remember watching a few games early and, you know, growing up, the games have changed so much now, like it's gotten more technical, more skillful. Um, and it's, it's never, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's never like a dull moment. You know, like even if you've got like uh you know like big outrageous scores, um you know you can never count out the other team like they'll still score, you know like there's no very rarely do they you know go a quarter without scoring anything. Yeah. So, alrighty, and let's let's move on to the next one. I hope he didn't freeze here. I'll definitely have no, to keep. Fine. All right. Sometimes the video, the video froze just the tiniest bit. And sometimes this is transcontinental internet. Sometimes it happens. So we jump to the next one. I want you to go back into your memory just a little bit. Can you remember your earliest footballing memory? Earliest footballing memory. Um, well, if you're talking in general, not just attending games would probably be 
I was maybe six or seven years old, you know, young lad. And I used to watch uh, Geelong football uh, club games with my uncle. Um, so, and that's the first time I really started seeing like uh, football in general, like never, never knew the Sandfall existed or anything like that. And uh, I remember just watching it as like, what is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so um, that would easily be my most earliest football memory. Awesome. Awesome. So let, let's get into it. You have a podcast for this. What is your Sandfall club and why is it that you support them? Yeah, so uh, the podcast is Talking Centrals, and that's the SANFL team. And uh, the reason why I support them is um, I lived out north, the northern suburbs for most of my life, um, or the northern side of Adelaide, because we've got from the CBD, you've got north, east, southwest uh, sections of the state. And um, you know, going out there, just randomly went to a game um, with some mates, my old man and my uncle, who I was quite uh, close with growing up. And uh, just wanted, went to a club game and basically was like, I really liked the atmosphere, you know, supported the team and was like, yep, this is home. So, you know, it's basically like one of the, the first game I ever attended was, a, if I remember correctly, a it was Central Districts in Norwood or Woodville West Torrens. It's going way back. It's about 2000, 2004 or five or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just like... Yeah, feel, it feels like you belong, you know. So, and uh, you know, everyone fans are great. You know, they never, um, you know, you go there and like you can ask someone a question. You know, they don't, you know, treat you silly or anything like that. You know, especially like you're wearing the club colours. You know, it's basically like, yeah, no worries, go over there. Like, you know, everyone's very friendly, and yeah, the rest is history. Awesome. So sometimes I've hear I hear stories uh, of guys that that they that they pick up their their club family wise, and as you said, you went to it. So w- w- would you consider the club a family club, or is it something that you just kind of picked up and it's kind of your little niche? Yeah, no, no, definitely not a family club. Like, um, um, both my my old man and my uncle, I think, did support them, but they never wore any club like club colors or anything like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely something that I chose myself uh because you could like i was more living closer to uh north adelaide um so to speak in the areas of the northern side so because on the northern side you've got more than just one club but uh central districts is all the way out at elizabeth which is the furthest north club that competes in the sanfl um so hypothetically if we were just going geolocal so i got a bit of a speech impediment funny enough <laughs> Geogra- uh, geographically speaking um it would probably have been like north adelaide and prospect uh cuz i used to actually go to the northern tavern a lot that i didn't actually realize was owned by the north adelaide football club um so you know i, I could have just quite comfortably gone and supported them but the first game i actually saw was essentials game and i was like no this this would be my team this is the atmosphere i want um I remember going to the Northern Tavern one day with the Central's gear on, and they're just like, "Get that off!" <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, the, the, those always those those fun ones there. So, so as I as I told you, kind of pre Mike, I'm, I'm trying to learn a lot more about the SANFL and, and the and, and the waffle and the VFL. So, so just a little bit. So, with you being the Central fans, can you give me just a tiny bit history, tiny bit of a history lesson? on central districts how competitive have they been how many premierships just just a little bit about their history of the central district bulldogs yes yeah, so um the north adelaide was actually against the club uh, to play in the sanfl in 1958 
and uh, they're only accepted on terms that they serve a five-year probationary period from 1959 to 1963 in B grade before being admitted into the SANFL competition in 1964. So Central District with no team, no money, no supporters and no experience in the league uh, gladly accepted those terms. And uh, Footscray, or better known now as the Western Bulldogs, actually donated 30 long-sleeve woolen jumpers and 30 pairs of socks to assist the new club in 1960. And uh, Central's made its league debut against Woodville West Torrens in 1964 and was actually soundly beaten, which is no surprise. A lot of start get soundly beaten. The score was 26-24, 180 to 6-4-43. And Central's would not win a premiership until the year 2000, which then sparked a decade of success with the club winning nine premierships in that uh, decade from 2000 to 2010. Uh, winning multiple times in a row from 2000 to 2001, 2004 to 2005, and a four-peat from 2007 to 2010. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so they, they had a big decade of success there. And then, yeah, since then, it's been a bit up and down. Uh, they did make a grand final, I believe, in 2011, if I remember correctly. Um, and uh, But then since then, yeah, we haven't been the greatest. We've, you know, slipped off a little bit. So... Um, but you know, that's how it is when you're a supporter, you know, you follow them good, bad and ugly, doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, we'll get there eventually. So we've recruited pretty well this off season. So I don't think we'll, we'll get that close into playing finals football this year, but, uh, we'll definitely you know, have some improvement. Awesome. Awesome. So I, I threw this question, I threw this question in because again, it's, I, I know that with many of these leagues, sometimes finding out not only the history, but I got to know, do you have a big rival and who's the big rival for the, for central districts? Well, see that, that, that depends really on, um, you know, like the support of themselves, like essentially everyone, <laughs> um, but <laughs> okay. uh, you know, Port Adelaide, Norwood are always two big rivals. And um, for me, it's like, so it's like a bit of a you know, th top three, you know, in no particular order, it'd be, you know, Norwood, Port Adelaide, and then I'd say Woodville West Torrens as well, and North Adelaide as well, because if you go by back in the history, you know, they didn't want them to actually join the SANFL. Um, and that's the same, I believe, with Woodville West Torrens, but don't quote me on that one, um, that some clubs didn't want them to join the league either. So, um, you know, I would say those top three for sure. Awesome. So we, we, we jumped to it. Let, let's go back a little bit for, to you a little bit. Can you remember the first ever uh, Central's item that you were ever given or bought? <laughs> that's a stubby holder. <laughs> I love um, it. So it's, that's, a, uh, that's Australian slang for anyone that doesn't know in America. It's like a cooler. Or a koozie, as we so call it. Yep. <laughs> a cozy. There you go. A koozie, so yeah, yep. one of those, yeah, they sell them for like five, 10 bucks or something, something like that. And, um, you know, because I went to the game um, as, as, an, as an, I was an adult, like I didn't realize there was merch or anything like that. Like mm -hmm. that's where you buy it from. You've got merch stands always at the game, especially the home games for the team. Um, if you go to a opposition opposition team, you won't actually find um, merch stands. But if you're in finals, I believe they do have a merch stand for both sides in the actual stadium. Um, so yeah, I went down there, brought myself a drink. I'm like, hey, my drink's getting hot. I've got to turn around and uh, get a cooler for this thing. And hence, there it is. <laughs> awesome. I love it. <laughs> I think I'm so used to the t-shirts or the scarves or the, the knitted scarves that their grandmother made. So that's that's awesome that it's a stubby holder. Fan absolutely fantastic. So I, I love this. And I love this next question because it, for me, this is the fascinating part about it. Being a fan, it, it, it's never the same for anybody. It, it's never exactly the same. So I love people hearing people describe it. So I, I want you to tell me just a little bit. Can you do me? Can you describe your fan? 
fandom of the central districts? Are you one of those that you, you pay attention to every game, you go to every game that you can, or are you kind of, I'll see it when I do kind of what, what how would you describe your fandom to me? Yeah, definitely not. Uh, I see it when I see it. I, I watch every single game as much as possible. So um, it's you got to pay the SANFL or like a digital in-app purchase if you want to watch. Um, I think it's SANFL now. They turn around and you pay for a subscription for that so you can watch the, the games live streaming because only once a week we get it on free TV or free-to-air mm-hmm. TV. I'm not too sure what your TV is like if you've got cable or free-to-air or anything like that. Um, but only the SANFL games once a week. Uh, here it's Channel Seven, I think, that has the rights to it. Is the only one they they decide what you know game goes on, and if it's not Central's, then you can't watch it. So, and worst case scenario, if I can't go to the game because you know, like I said at the start of the episode, that I work a lot, um, I've got to be able to watch it to be able to review it. You know, so mm-hmm. otherwise, if I can't watch the review, then what am I going to do for the podcast that week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, definitely watch every single game. When I go to the games as well, I try to get there as early as possible. Watch the reserves play as well. Um, see who's coming up through the ranks, and uh, yeah, it's definitely well, not. Wouldn't say pandemonium like it runs my life, so to speak. But yeah, no, I don't want to miss a single game at all. If I can watch it live, I watch it live. Be there or on TV. For sure. No, I'm making 100% makes sense. It's the biggest thing with the podcast. I, I have the same thing when I do AFL reviews. I pretty much have to watch all nine games because I can't really review nine games or talk about any of the games if I haven't seen them. So the highlights can only do so much. So most of the time, I, I know you're paying. I know you're paying on that one. So we, we jumped to it. I think you've already talked about this one, but I just, I just want to be sure. Can you remember the first ever Central's game you attended? Because I believe this is the one that made you the fan. Yeah, so that was um sp- spoke to a little bit on it and a bit earlier, and uh, that you know I went there to I think it was like two thousand four. I went and saw a game, and uh, you know back that was when Centrals were doing quite well, but I didn't actually know they existed or anything like that. And uncle and um my dad turned around and basically said, "Hey, um you're in the area. Do you want to come down to go to the football?" I'm like, okay. Um, what football? I thought it was like the AFL game or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, sure. And they're like, no, no, like local football. I'm like, okay, cool. But I'll go. But why not? And then I went there and had no idea, like you know, you know that Central's existed or anything like that. And just went to the footy game and it's like, yeah, no, nah, this is like great. And it's a lot better than to me than the AFL, like local football. And there's many multiple reasons why, you know, like a family environment and you know, just you can actually even speak to players as well like if you if you know who the players are and you speak to them afterwards you know there's like no actual you know i mean like you get security and you know people like that around in the area but you, it's more like relaxed mm-hmm. you can speak to them and you know say hey trav you know good game out there you know and so forth like that and then actually having to you know pay for like vip access or something like that mm-hmm. No, it makes 100, it makes 100%. And I've, and I've heard that all the time that sometimes the state leagues, it's very easy to get a hold of the players. So absolutely. I think that's fantastic. One of the things that I love about footy is, is that it is more intimate sometimes than some of the sports over here. So I, I asked this next one and for me, this is one of those, I, I, I equated to picking your favorite child as a parent. I know this isn't easy, but I'll still ask it. Do you have a favorite player of the past for centrals? And do you have a favorite player currently on the centrals list? Yes and no. There's so many, <laughs> absolutely so many. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
I, I literally had to, write, to say that <laughs> I had to literally write it down and actually give you a top like a couple because That's otherwise fine. I've been just sitting here for the next hour just naming players. Um, but there's actually a few Chris Gowan and John Platten. Um, they were premiership players for us during that decade of success. And um, you know, current player Jared Schiller, he's uh he's been around for his for a while. His brother is going to be on leave, taking a bit of personal time off for the year. So with the comings and goings, when I start posting that in the podcast episode coming up in the next couple of weeks or so, um, I'll go through the comings and goings and a bit of a season overview, you know, for the listeners at the start of that episode, I started the season, I should say. And uh, yeah, he, him and his brother basically played really well together as most brothers do if they play together. And um, yeah, so they'd be the top three easily for sure. Chris Gowan, John Platten and uh, Jared Chilia. Fantastic, or Schiller, I should say. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you have, I'm gonna let you have the fun moment. I love the the look on the eyes when I ask this question because this is always cool to hear the memories. What is your most memorable moment as a central supporter? Most memorable moment. Oh, so many. I mean, grand finals are always great, aren't they? But mm-hmm. uh, it, it'll have to be my first game the first game I ever attended because that is where you fall in love with the club. So, you know, you you can turn around and, you know, say, you know, grand final or this game or that game. But for me, it's what made you love the club in the first place, you know? So it's got to be my first game for for sure. Awesome. Um, I don't know. I think we got beaten, but (laughs) it didn't matter to me. Hey, it, 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 it sparked the passion, and that's that's the biggest cr- thing there. Who 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 cares? And sometimes you can even almost ignore the score because you just you you you're like, this is it. Like it, it's the weirdest feeling, and I and I know exactly that feeling there. So, all right, I I'm, I I did some re- I did some research because I didn't want to come in here absolutely blank. So I did some research on this next one. Thoughts on this last season? I looked it up. Unfortunately, Central's probably didn't have the season you were expecting. So, your thoughts on that? In, on kind of why Central's was kind of towards the bottom of the ladder this year. Yeah, so for last season, it's mainly to do with skill, like just basic skill errors, you know. So um, you know, kicking and hand passing, they they just basic, the basic skills were poor. Um, to put to put it nicely, you know, I'm 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 a, I'm a bit of a critic, but I'm also not one to just you know totally rip into a team, you know, mm. especially your own. Um, but it was just the basic skill errors, really. Like so many times, we turn over the ball. I'll just make incorrect decisions. Um, you know, there's a lot of close games where I think we break, almost beat Glenelg, I think, on their own home patch, um, but towards the back end of the season. And uh, which ended up being premiers as well. And um, we just, like, but we got into those games and, you know, being the underdog as well, because the list wasn't as as experienced and, you know, as, as seasoned hardened, so to speak. Um, you know, it's just the basic skill. I was like, let us down. We've got a lot of younger guys coming through the ranks as well. And, you know, those players are improving, you know, day by day, season by season. And so, yeah, basically if we turn around the basic skills, then we will easily move up the ladder. But the main thing I look for is improvement. Um, so we improved from last season, we improved from the season before. So when you look, look at the grand scheme of things, like, oh, finish the same spot. Um, but we were playing better in those games, you know? So, and we actually won more as well than the previous season. So that's always a good sign. 
makes sense and then that's the best thing for you is like if even if the team isn't going to be as successful if you can see progression and and, and change and, and seeing improvement that's the biggest thing there so 100 agree so as as i've discussed with a few of them i know that the sample waffle and vfl their off season is completely different than what i'm used to in the afl with drafting and everything like that so I know that there's a little bit more movement because as we said, it's not 100% full-time professional like the AFL is. So have you been keeping an eye? I know you keep an eye on the off season for your podcast. How has their off season been? Do you think they've brought in some people or is it going to be one of those where they've got mostly the same group back next year? No. So we've, we've lost some players, but we've looking at the, cause I've, I've seen the ins and outs, but the only reason why I haven't, uh, done the episode any earlier uh, is because sometimes that can change, you know, quite late before the start of the season. Um, the 2023 season hasn't actually come out with the SANFL fixture yet, um, but I believe it's going to start sometime in March, a couple months away. Mm. And uh, going from the ins and outs, we've recruited quite well, uh, especially some of the players. I haven't been able to do any research heavily into those players coming in as of this recording of the podcast, but I will be doing that myself. Um, as I do like to look at, you know, who's like, I think will be the best recruit, like who's going to have a breakout season. And I try not to pick like a, a last team player. Um, so for instance, like last season, Rhett Montgomery was one of our best players, but he got drafted into the AFL from the Essendon Bombers, um, which, you know, when you, you get the good players, you, you wish him well, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you get a bit filthy sometimes that, you know, oh, you know, they're not going to be there next season. But, you know, at the end of the day, a, a state footballer always wants to play AFL football because at the end of the day, that's their job. You know, so I believe most SANFL players are doing it as a career. Some, I think, do do it as like a part-time thing. Like they do have a job as well because I think SANFL salary isn't very high um, due to, you know, just like, the, the state itself, like as in the league is, doesn't have like your big endorsements like the AFL and, you know, and things like that. Um, but yeah, I do definitely check the ins and outs and I do think we've recruited quite well this season. It's an exciting time to be a dogs fan. Awesome. Nope. And so then I, so then kind of the natural progression from that is, is that, and I, I, when I first wrote this question, I, I kind of kicked myself a little bit because I'm one of those, I hate the word expectations because there's almost a connotation of, I expect this. And I come, I come in always optimistic, especially when it comes to my footy team. So what are your thoughts going into next year? Do you think you'll see improvement? Do you think you'll jump up the ladder is finals an option, or is it just one of those you're going to kind of see how it goes, but hope for progression and maybe a move up a couple of ladder positions. Yeah, so the, the thing that I would expect, so to speak, like I don't expect like the end of the world, like the, the world, so to speak, I don't expect them to go, oh yeah, no, we're going to play finals. We're going to finish top two. Um, like if you look at, you know, how we played last season and then the you know, the top five that ended up playing finals, you look at it and you think, well, we could put with our recruiting, we, we could push into, they say the fifth spot. Um, but my expectation is easily just improvement. You know, um, you know, seeing what the club has done, we've got the same coaching group for a little while. Um, it's just going to be new players coming into the fold, making sure they know how, you know how to play the systems and going from there. And I do would love to play finals. You know, don't get me wrong. That's, that's what, what it is as a supporter. You know, you want to see your team succeed. Um, but I expect us to finish around about sixth. Um, and that's going to, as a beyond expectation, um, as long as we win more games, and signs are there that we're playing better football, then, um, you know, it doesn't really matter to me where we finish um, because you don't expect them to, because I've seen teams in one season, they really poor, 
you know, and um, then all of a sudden they might break into the finals and you go, wow, you know, didn't see that coming from last season. Uh, so to, to sum it up shortly is an improvement. And I would roughly see us finishing around about six out of 10th on the ladder, which I do believe is 10 teams. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so a bit tired so from work. Um, so, you know, <laughs> just missing out on finals, um, but uh, it, winning more games and improvement, you know, better, you know, foot skills and, uh, you know, seeing how all the, uh, you know, new recruits play well for the season. Yeah, 100% agree with that. So, and again, you just never know. I mean, each season is a different thing and you never know how injuries are going to affect everybody. So 100% agree with you. So I'll have a little, I'm gonna have a little fun with you right here. I, I love sure. this question, especially considering I, I, I love when people get to get a chance to play kind of that fantasy footy a little bit. So I'm going to install you as central's list manager for one day. You can bring in one player from the SANFL to join centrals to get you over that hump or make your team better. Who's the one guy you bring into centrals and why? I was hoping it'd be like a, um, you know, like unlimited salary cap and you can get like a whole list of squad. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, one, one player, um, he actually used to play for us. Um, Daniel Menzel, uh, he now plays for the Woodville West Torrens. Uh, him and his brother, Troy, they both actually played for central district and um, they're both really good players, but definitely Dan Menzel because he's one of those players um, in the league. And there's only a handful of them that can basically, win a game off your own, off his own boot, uh, but he also mm -hmm. draws the best defender and another, even another player as well to free up another player in your forward line because he's just, you know, good, basically. Um, and I think he's kicked multiple bags of, you know, four in a game quite comfortably for Woodville West Torrens. Um, and I think he decimated um, teams in the finals, not the season just gone, uh, but the season before that, you know, he was, basically unstoppable almost. And I think he kicked a decent bag as well in the grand final a couple of years ago against Glenelg. Don't quote me on that. Um, yep. cause I don't really watch finals too much. Um, if my team's not playing, so, cause it's just basically centrals that is, takes most of my time. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely Dan Menzel. Cause, um, you know, actually, plus I miss him saying in, in the, uh, Bulldog colors as well. So, <laughs> That's cool. Bring some, bring somebody back. That's fantastic. So, all right. My next question for me is I, anybody that listens to the channel knows I am a huge supporter of women's footy. I think women's footy yep. is a huge growing opportunity. And I think it's something that really needs the support from everybody, not just women, but men, men as well. So do you watch, do, do you watch central's women's? And if so, what were your thoughts on their last season last year? Yeah. So I do watch them. Um, obviously not as much as the, um, men's team, um, due to you know time constraints as well, mm -hmm. um, but you know they they played they played well. Um, we've got some good you know young girls coming through the ranks as well, and uh, I can't really go too much into it because I don't I you know don't get the time to watch it. But yeah, I I do what would watch it if if I had all the time in the world, I'd be watching every single league like like Bulldogs game for Centrals. Um, you know, B reserves, under 18s, under 16s, league, women's league, and everything like that. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so I do, I, to sum it shortly, I do watch women's games. Um, I, the games that I saw, um, which weren't only a handful, um, you know, they, they played well. And uh, they're not one of the top teams in the women's league, but I believe that in both the AFLW and SNFLW, it doesn't get the support that I think it, it deserves. And, um, 
you know, I encourage anyone to who watches AFL, AFLW, or anything like that to, you know, watch the women's games, go down, support the women as well. Uh, I believe the club membership as well gets you to those games as well, but uh, I, I can't be too certain for that as well. Um, but if you don't have a club membership for the um, SNFLW, you can always go down there and you know, pay an admission fee to see each and every game as well. Fantastic. 100% agree with you. And I appreciate, I appreciate when I have other people that uh, say that on the podcast, absolutely love doing it. I do it way too much. Sometimes I swear I get on my soapbox a little bit. So I, yeah, I that's fine. Man. So, so we've talked a lot of Stanford and, and I, I, I do a lot of AFL and AFLW review. So I, so I got to ask, do you have an AFL side? If so, why? And then kind of the same thing. You also keep an eye on their women's side as well. Yes. Yeah, so that would be the, uh, the Western Bulldogs. Um, in the AFL, which um, was known as Footscray. And going back to the the club um, bit of history that I said, um, you know, the Western Bulldogs um, actually helped out Central Districts when they first uh, started, you know, giving them the jumpers and whatnot. And um, it's basically the same colours as well. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to support another uh, different colours or anything like that. Basically, the whole house would be the same colours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Ingenious. I do watch uh, some of the, I do watch some <laughs> of the AFLW games as well. Obviously, not much. That's more of a um, if it's on, I'll watch it. The same as the AFL men's because mm-hmm. for me, my team is Central Districts SANFL, and mm-hmm. for the actual like country, like the state, um, sorry, the country league. I should say, but not meaning as in country as in mm-hmm. um, yeah, country, you. South Australia. Yeah. The actual <laughs> full country. <laughs> um, the nation. That, yes. Yeah. That's, that's the better word. Thanks for that. <laughs> no worries. The nation. Yeah. The nation league. Um, it, I don't watch as many games, maybe, you know, once a fortnight, once a month or anything like that, or when it's mm-hmm. on, um, because yeah, for me, it's central's 110%. All right. I 100% agree with you. And I understand that. And, and, and to each their own and everybody's. So these next couple of questions are going to be a little bit different because they are a little bit AFL based here. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this as, as a footy fan, um, the grand final saw its way outside the, the AFL grand final saw its way outside of Victorian soil for 2020 and 2021. And I was rather surprised that the Victorian media was a little more amenable or, or, or a little more, willing to discuss the, the the fact that maybe the grand final might find its way to be a traveling grand final, a little bit like the Super Bowl is for gridiron football over here. So I like asking people, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you like the fact that even Victorian media is starting to kind of let the MCG bias go? Or are you one of those that when it comes to the AFL grand final, it really should be at the MCG? Yeah, I was surprised about the Victorian um, media doing that myself and saying that. I was like, hey, what? <laughs> um, I know. I double taked when yeah. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I'm a bit divided on it. Like, I, I don't, you know, like the tradition, you know, if, mm-hmm. I've never actually gone to a, a grand final at the at the G. It would be something that it would be on the bucket list to do. Um, you know, go see Western Bulldogs. I missed out in, I think, 2016 when they got into the final. I actually mm-hmm. was saying to a mate in a bar um, when they got into that grand final. It was a GWS or Western Bulldogs who were going to make it. And I turned and said, whoever's going to win out of this game will win the final. And my mate was actually shocked that it actually happened. Um, but going back to the original question there, um, you know, being divided in tradition, you know, is good and all. But I wouldn't mind 
seeing a home team final as well. So for instance, in South Australia, we've got the Adelaide Crows and Port Adelaide Power. Mm-hmm. Um, if they finish on top of whoever they play into the grand final, if they would so choose and make it, um, I wouldn't mind seeing like them get, be able to get the bragging rights to be able to like, hey, we're going to have the grand final here because we finished on top of the ladder above you and, you know, we're playing you in the final. Like it'd be great for each and every state for, you know, not just South Australia, um, for any state if that was to be the case. Um, but whether it's up, that's up to the AFL, I believe, mm-hmm. to decide. So I don't think any states actually have the power um, to be able to go, no, nope, this is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if it went that way, I wouldn't be completely disappointed either. That's that, that's that, that darn 50 year contract that the MCC has with, with the AFL when it comes to the grand final that I think, again, it's pie in, it's a pie in the sky discussion. I know. And I agree. And I agree with you. I, th- I think it's the one thing that I think maybe it's also because I'm an interstate supporter. I, I'm a Sydney Swan supporter is that I'm like, it does kind of give a disadvantage to the interstate squad. Say if you play a Victorian team, because the Victorian are going to be able to get a hold of more tickets a lot easier than yeah, say the, the Adelaide Crows, Port, Port West or West, West Coast, Fremantle, all the Queensland, and then both the New South Wales ones. So it's like you can see the argument from interstate fans. So it's always a fun but one, but I just I thought it was an do, interesting talking point. Yeah, I also do see that, um, you know, they're also thinking, of, you know, at the end of the day, the AFL is a business and revenue wise, you know, the MCG is the biggest stadium that we have in Australia, you know, so it's, you know, like Geelong last year's premiers, like, you know, they play um Cadinia Park or Simmons Stadium or GMHBA, whatever it's called now, which I think is <laughs> GMHBA. <the> yeah, <laughs> the latter. <laughs> it's hard to keep track of keeps changing names every two years. That that's it. <laughs> um, but you know, they play that ground so well, but I think they've only got even with redevelopments, if they're finished, it's like I think only forty five thousand or fifty five thousand or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, if that's basically the whole Geelong fan base. So like, you know, you're only gonna have the opposing team's cheer squad and you know advantages or not like you just look at it and go well you know like would you then play a victorian team at the mcg anyway Mm -hmm. sort of who it is whether you know it's the bombers at docklands or you know um geelong at you know cadinia park would you still Mm -hmm. have them well with their victorian so still play them at the g yeah i guess but hey Tom would tell <laughs> you never, you never know. Like I said, I think, I don't think it's going to be in my lifetime when that particular decision is going to happen, but it's just, it's, it's interesting to discuss. So, and now we'll, now we'll jump actually into something involving the state that you're currently in and the city that you're, you're in. And that's the, the AFL's announcement of gather round again, don't get me started on the name. I'm, I'm not going to worry about the name right now. <laughs> magic round. I think it is. I, sure. <laughs> it's, it's magic round ripoff, but they're going to call it gather round for the AFL because they can't use magic round because that's what the NRL yeah. uses. So it's very fascinating that all 18 clubs are going to find themselves in Southern in South Australia for one round this year. Many of the games at Adelaide Oval, a few games, I think Norwood, I think Glenelg, and I think there's one, I think it's the Verasa Valley. I think there's, there's yeah, one way out the land, there. Yeah. And so I got to ask as, as an essay person, and I know, I, you, as you said, you work a lot. Do you have any interest in, in, in gather round? And if you can, would you go to any games? Oh, definitely. Um, gather around. I'm a little bit divided again. Um, but that's more so, excuse me. That's more so to do with, I think that a lot of the games being played at Adelaide Oval, I see why they do that as well. Um, when, when I saw the whole fixture for the, uh, the gather around, I was a little bit surprised that you had both Adelaide Crows and Port Adelaide Power 
um, playing different teams at Adelaide Oval, I would have just thought, why don't you make that a showdown um, instead? And because the showdowns always draw a big crowd. And then you could have like a, you know, a couple of big Victorian teams like uh, Collingwood and Geelong play against each other at Adelaide Oval, which would still, you know, put bums in the seat, so to speak. Um, and then I actually thought that I was a bit disappointed that obviously central districts didn't get uh, a, any uh, games being played there. It's so I was thinking that more SANFL grounds could have been used and utilized because of they're going to have a buy for that whole round. Um, so no SANFL will be played during that round. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, uh, you know, that was my basically big gripe with the whole thing. And uh, the good, the really good thing is though, is that the uh, the Riverland is going to be getting uh, some football because I, I myself was actually you know out there for a bit, and uh, you know it's quite secluded. And um, you know I was thinking that um, I don't think we've got a ground up at like Murray Bridge or anything like that, which is a little bit more closer to the CBD. Um, but to see have people who go out to the Riverland that don't normally able to get to an AFL game or a SANFL game even because they've only got Country League more so out there. Uh, like for instance, uh, down in Wonka, I actually think they're the bull, Western, like they're the Bulldogs as well out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they've got the same colours and that. And so they only used to country grade football. So just uh, for them to be able to go to an AFL game would be really fantastic for everyone out in the uh, in the Riverland. Awesome, awesome. So it, it like it just I thought I thought it was very interesting um, when it comes to it. It'll be it'll be fascinating. It'll be a very very. I'm I'm intrigued by that because some of the matchups are quite interesting. I think I think there's a couple of teams that I think I'm surprised they didn't get Adelaide Oval spots, but let's let's not get into that. So I'm yeah, I, I'm with <laughs> you on that one. Um, yeah, let's not get into that. I think free I think Fremantle was one of them that I was I was a little disappointed. I thought I I thought they deserved an an Adelaide Oval spot, but then again, oh again, definitely, especially this season, last season. Oh, especially and and I, and I kind of understand what you're talking about with the showdown, but I think they also want they want to spread out the Adelaide teams because they don't just want all of them at one game. I think that that's the reason that they have Adelaide playing somebody and Port Adelaide playing somebody because then that splits so you don't have all the SA all the SA fans just wanting to go to that game and then yeah. kind of saying bugger all the others so i kind of understand it but i i i do love the idea that would be cool to make like the saturday night game be the showdown it, it would it would be fantastic but again it's i'm not the one i'm not the one doing the fixture so so i can't really complain too much so we, we go to a few, the next couple of questions are a lot of fun for me because I've told many people I have not been to Australia. It is on my bucket list. It is something that I want to do. So I'm doing a tiny bit of research for when I do go. So I asked this of all of the people that I chat with. I'm an American. Americans, we love our food at the sport. So I got to ask, what's your go-to food when you go to the footy? Go-to food. There's so many. Um, I mean, you can't beat a meat pie. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of Australian thing uh, is that, you know, you go meat pie, go to the football, bit of sauce on the top, um, your best thing to, to go and do. Like, cause in the, I don't normally get a lot of food, um, especially at obviously AFL games, cause I don't attend too many, but at the SANFL, um, I always like, they always have like a Villies or Balfour's pies or anything like that. They've got pie warmers and yeah. The, so your main options is I think, uh, like hot chips, meat pies, pasties, sausage rolls, stuff like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'd definitely be um, meat pie. 
Awesome. Awesome. And then, and this is, this will be interesting because I know you said you attend a lot of games at centrals. Where's your ideal place to sit, to watch the footy? Where's the one place you've got to be when you go to the footy? Yeah. So when I go to centrals games, the, de- uh, the best actual place for me, sometimes people go into like the, the cheer squads or, um, you know, other places like that behind the goals. But for me, I don't really like going behind there. I feel like I don't be able to get to see the the full view of the ground because mm-hmm. when I look at the games and, and watch the games, I don't go, go there just, you know, when I enjoy it and so forth. But I like to see how the teams uh, set up mm-hmm. like tactically, you know, like if they're, you know, how they are. So I, I try to go to the wing because um, I feel that, you know, yes, you've got to do a little bit more movement with your head for both sides. As mm-hmm. like, say, for instance, watching a tennis game, if to put it into retrospect, you know, you've got to look left and right. Yep, <laughs> basically like that. Um, but it, for me, it gets a better overview of the whole entire field of where we're all set up or anything like that. The only downside to, you know, being out on the wing is that if the, the ball is on the other side of the wing, mm-hmm. it's going to be very hard to be able to see what's going on down there. But, uh, you know, if it's in the middle of the ground or closer to your side of the wing, you get around about you know 75 percent decent view of what's happening on the pitch mm-hmm. 100 yep that's that's been one of the most popular answers is the wing and especially the ones that go to afl they tend to want that second tier where they have that that raised up view to where you kind of get the whole field um has been the most popular answer for me so and then my last my last question just because i like this one because i love hearing everybody's different answers favorite game of footy you have ever seen at the at the field on the telly doesn't matter favorite game of footy you have ever seen favorite game of footy i've ever seen that's a tough one um it will actually be an afl game um the old uh i don't know if you've uh, heard of it or you've seen it the uh, line in the sand match uh I've against Essendon hawthorne yeah so this you, you can look on youtube and actually watch it i think it's like a 15 minute of videos there's so many brawls and everything like that um you know like i'm not for one to have you know can uh not condones no, no condone would be probably the right word i would endorse um you know violence on the football field because you don't want you know young youngsters thinking that's you know okay to be able to you know hit people or anything like that um but there was a lot of emotion in that game and um it wasn't really the spot fires but it was more so the fact that uh you know there was a lot of bumps which is i feel is starting to go out of the game um uh, because um players are getting like bumped you they've got the grade system where if you go too high or anything like that you know you're automatically rubbed out even if it's accidental i understand that but if it's you know accidental you're not got any malice in it and trying to you know knock the player out so to speak literally um you know it's accidental look you know i don't think some players like who are really good they've been rubbed out for a few weeks because of you know something's happened at the last minute but that line of the sand match you know really good bumps, uh, a lot of emotion. Um, obviously I'm not a Bombers or Hawks supporter, um, but I can imagine they'll probably all be yelling and screaming if they're at the ground that day. Um, so yeah, it's like, that's one of the best games I would say for anyone that, uh, you know, like, cause there's a lot of passion and emotion, you know, as a supporter and even the players uh, to check that one out. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard, I've heard the stories about that one. Another one, another one that I've heard a lot about, is the 1989 grand final 
uh, between Hawthorne and Geelong, I think is, has been one that I've, I've actually watched the entire, I found a video of it. That is another incredible game for sure. So Justin, that is going to do it for my questions here today. It's been a fantastic conversation. Thank you for teaching me a little bit about centrals. And this has been an absolutely fantastic conversation. I know you are a super busy guy and I caught you on your one day off. So I am going to thank you so much for hopping on today. Not a problem, Donnie. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. All righty. And that is going to do it, ladies and gentlemen, for our episode. Again, keep an eye out. More episodes still to come. AFL, Sandful, Waffle, and VFL clubs still to talk to. We're going to get to March. We're going to get to the AFL season. And as I said, this year, we're going to try to do some Sandful and some Waffle updates this year because I think it's really good to keep talking footy and keep footy in in our breaths, even over the offseason. So we will be back very, very soon with another episode, and we will see you again very, very soon.